gather around and uh, sit down. Welcome here. We're glad that uh, you are all here on this uh, very rainy day. And uh, welcome to the people on Zoom. I see you up there. Hello, hello. And uh, uh, my name is Lando. Uh, I'm uh, hosting this morning. Our pastors are indeed here, just so you know, right up here. Uh, uh, Eden and uh, Sarah, sorry. <laughs> I'm just forgetting names, but I am approaching 70. Anyways, uh, don't tell anybody. Uh, we are happy to be here uh, inside versus being out there playing football. It's pretty wet. Uh, we are gathered on the lands of Semiamu, Stolo, and Kwantlen peoples, and we are grateful that we can be here. Uh, there is room for you at the table. Is that okay? This is so good, I don't have to turn around, but you know, uh, pull up a chair, take a seat, make yourself at home. Can't wait to know you. Is this supposed to be a rap? Was I supposed to rap this? It sounds like it should be a rap, or to get you to know you better. We're glad you found your way here this morning. Okay. Greg, come on up. Uh, today, uh, Greg is going to be sharing with us, and uh, I remember about five years ago, I had needed some help, and uh, often I call this guy to help with some mechanical things or construction or little things, you know, something doesn't work at my place or at, when I had a bookstore, and I called a particular hardware store, and the guy said, uh, well, I can't help you, but this guy named Greg King, Kingcott, he can help you. So I called him up. Thanks for taking my call. And he helped me. And I realized I had met him before uh, at a conference or two, but uh, so good to uh, get to know Greg uh, in this last few years a little bit better. And he's going to share with us today. Let's pray together and uh, we'll get started. Our gracious Heavenly Father, creator of heaven and earth, our great lover of our souls, and the songs that we have been singing about your deep love, oh God, we, we thank you. And we thank you that we can listen and we can interact and we can pray and we can sing. And uh, we can gather from your word today. And as Greg shares a little bit with us, I pray that you would give him joy and strength and energy. And uh, that you would bless him in a particularly good way today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. It's uh, good to be with you live. The last few times I've uh, shared it's been online, and uh, I just don't find that very exciting, you might say. Um, I'm more of a look-in-your-eye kind of a guy. Um, I have so many things that uh, oh, just, just isn't, uh, isn't enough time to uh, share all that's going on within me, but... Uh, just to give you a little bit of history, I was raised in a very uh, conservative, uh, fundamental, uh, patriarch patriarchal way, and uh, my yes, <laughs> and uh, I'm sorry I treated my wife so poorly over the years. Uh, this year will be our 47th year of, of being together. <laughs> it has not been easy, but uh, God is a redeeming God. And uh, he has sustained us in the midst of many uh, decisions I've made on, on, I made because I was the, the man. 
and she had to uh, follow because that's kind of the way it was. And as, as sad as that is when I look back on it, uh, there wasn't too many decisions that she made along with me. It was kind of like uh, I made the decisions and she had to follow. So there was a lot of heartbreak. Uh, it's, uh, I can get emotional even talking about that. And, uh, but in the midst of it all, um, there was a deep work going on within her. And uh, as we have gotten to know the contemplative community in the last eight or so years, um, the stirrings of, uh, of God have been deep within her, and they've been deep within me. Uh, so I can uh, actually acknowledge that uh, I was not a very good husband and, uh, and still learning how to be that way to my uh, lovely wife. In the midst of this journey, um, she kind of um, stepped out of um, organized church about four or five years ago. In January of 2020, um, January, February, she began a, an inner journey of what what is going on within me and uh, how do I give expression to that. You wouldn't believe what happened. Um, she started drawing. Um, she got a, uh, um, a lid off of a craft um, peanut butter jar. And, uh, and you can see it online, Instagram, ghosts don't have bodies. She'll show you how to do it. It's quite amazing. She drew a circle and put three or four dots in it and connected the dots. And that's all she had to do. And then it was kind of like she would connect the dots and see what came out. And she had no idea when she started and no idea when the project was going to be finished. But over 40 days, I mean, sorry, 400 days, she did one every day. Absolutely amazing. Um, so a year, a year ago, yeah, so, th so that was 2020. So um, there's probably over 500 of them now. Um, we'll talk about this in a minute. So a year ago, another gal by the name of Evie Clausen, Evie and Steve Clausen run the Mark Center. And uh, Evie came to, went to a, an, identity, an, an identity retreat, kind of like trying to find your identity and all these kinds of things. Well, in the midst of this retreat, she writes a poem about um, her body and how we compare. Um, this one says, uh, sometimes I say things about my body or my hair. I look around at others, find it hard not to compare. Um, it's a kid's book, but it's deep. It's, it, is, it is for us all. Um, sure, one, one more here. Okay, I'm used to talking with my hands, so it's hard to keep it close. I wonder what my body wants to say to me. Could I, listen, could I learn to listen and treat myself respectfully? Kids need to hear this, but teens need to hear this, plus I need to hear this. We all need to hear this. So this, uh, this little book was put together. Or, oh, jumping back, uh, so Evie goes to this retreat, 
and gets this download of this poem, uh, 10 or 15 lines. And uh, six months ago, she shows up at a um, uh, kind of a music concert and sees my wife's um, illustrations. She was wasted the rest of the retreat because all of these illustrations start fitting into all these words. So this marriage of, of uh, a writer writes words and this wife of mine who can't draw, never could draw, this, this inspiration is coming from within her and it now connects with this other person who has words but can't find the, the kind of the pictures to go with it. Six months later, this thing got produced. Arrived this week, $15 a piece. I think every family should have one, at least one. Um, and uh, here's, well, I'll tell you, the, tell you the punchline later. But anyway, this, this whole um, journey of coming, getting connected to ourselves um, happened in a different way for me. Oh, oh that's a good idea. Um, I'll see if it's in the way or not. Words, oh, yeah, a reflection on Psalm 34. We're, we're supposed to do that. <laughs> and maybe I'll do that first before I get on with my life here. In this contemplative journey, it's been hard, and I think, I think my wife would say this too, it's been hard to read the Bible without feeling condemned. I don't know about you, but it's, it's really hard to read about the Lord and uh, God. Uh, and um, Well, think of the word, um, how many times have we quoted the prayer? Uh, can't even remember the prayer. Um, what's the Lord's Prayer? Um, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. What's your first impression when you think about that phrase? Out there, kind of way distant from me, and I'm supposed to fear him in some way, or I'm supposed to kind of reverence him in some way, and, and kind of, I'm a worm, and he's God, and, and I'm not perfect, and he is all perfect. And then we read another phrase that says, uh, be ye perfect as? He is perfect. Well, if that doesn't, if that doesn't condemn you in some way, what will? Okay, I better not just do that just yet. <laughs> in the Aramaic, the words that Jesus would have spoken was, O birther, mother, father. Um, sure somewhere. O birther, mother, father, of the cosmos, you create all that moves in light. Well, if if we think God is, uh, if we can grasp a hold of that, that He is a birther, and did He ever stop? Did He ever stop? So all this creativity that is within you and within me, it hasn't stopped. So if we could learn to co-create co-imagine, 
co-birth what has been started, when will, where, where will it stop? Go back to this other phrase about... Um, Well, this phrase about uh, be ye perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect, it really means be you all embracing. Think about that. Instead of being condemned, it's kind of like we're all included. How about this one? Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Well, am I meek enough? How do you know if you're meek enough? It really means... Soften what's rigid inside, and you shall receive physical vigor and strength from the universe. When I read some of these things, I started getting really grumpy. <laughs> like, why wasn't I told this before? I just had to believe everything that these people told me was the truth. And so I bought into that. And... Um, so I had a, had a lot of different things going on in my head. Um, this uh, Persian poet, 1,300 years ago, said, the words we speak become the house we live in. Think about that. The things that you've heard, the things that you've repeated, somehow you live within that framework, and it can be so destructive so some of it could be really good, but some of it can be so destructive that we live our lives in, in kind of a false pursuit of what God really intended for us. So some of my favorite verses are from Psalm 34. But sometimes when you hear them so regularly in kind of your translations or whatever, you just slip over them and it doesn't really mean as much as it used to. So I'm going to read a few verses from Psalm 34 from um, Praying the Psalms by Nan C. Merrill. It says, I will bless the beloved at all times. A song of praise will I sing. My soul speaks to the beloved continually. Let all who suffer hear and be glad. Oh, open your hearts, friends. Let your pain and loneliness be turned to love. And then we shall rejoice in the beloved together. Does that sound inviting? Does that sound intimate? Much different than, I will extol the Lord with all my heart. You know, uh, sorry. A little rant there. When I searched for love, the beloved answered within my heart, and all my fears flew away. Look to the beloved, and your emptiness will be filled. Your face will radiate love. And when you cry, the beloved hears and comes to you. Your troubles disappear. The beloved sends angels to those who call on love to awaken them from their fears. Oh, taste and see, the beloved is within you. 
Happy are those who dwell in the beloved's heart. Abandon yourself into love's hands, O you holy ones. For those who give themselves to the beloved, they lack no good thing. Everyone separated from love is empty and hungry within. But those who open their hearts to the beloved are filled to overflowing. Wow, I want more of that. I want more of that connection. When I searched for love, love found me. My reflection this morning kind of has a story within a story within a story. If you've gotten, if you haven't figured that out already, Marilyn's story is kind of in illustration. My story left me in a very awkward place. I got stuck in this thing called trust. Because I was raised, I was mentored by two ex-Marines. I spent some time in the States gaining wisdom in church leadership. Well, my mentors were two ex-Marines, and they were as um, what Marines were designed to do, I guess. They were bang, 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 bang. If I showed up a minute late for a prayer session, sorry, you're late. Next week. So if they were my mentors, I started acting like that. I look back and say, what a sad state. But that's kind of the way I was. And so this idea of trust, there's only two options. It's either I trust you or I don't. Then what do I do? I got stuck. I was pastoring a church and uh, some things went down. They didn't do what I asked them to do. I was stuck. So then I couldn't trust this one, and I couldn't trust this one. I couldn't trust this one. And then they said I didn't love them. Well, I was doing my best that I knew, but I got stuck. So I went on a kind of a search. What is going on? Why can't I get past this? A fellow by the name of Jim McNeish. If anybody was around in 2001, Jim McNeish came to Abbotsford, and I sat in on a session with him. And he taught me some amazing things. Let's go back right here. Two words that I trust that uh, they'll be meaningful to you. Nominalization, a simple word to insufficiently describe a complex situation, object, or emotion. That's maybe a big sentence, but I'm going to show you something here. My bag of tricks. How many times have you asked your partner, bring me a hammer? It's being told to you. Is this what they were looking for? They didn't, they didn't, uh, they didn't give you enough knowledge. How about this one? They're too small. All right. How about this one? Oh, that's what you're looking for. Well, that's not a hammer. 
It's a framing hammer. <laughs> Nominalization. We've not normalized something that actually is quite specific. What else have I got in here? Oh, how about this one? That's for knocking out your teeth. <laughs> oh, and I do have another one too. And that's my wife's. It goes in there. Whoa! That is just the right size for a, uh, a what do you call it, box. Um, in your house. How about this one? Uh, pass me a screwdriver. What's that? For what screw head? Boy, you're a sharp one. <laughs> so I could bring out a multi screwdriver. Safest. It's got more options. Oh, how about this one? This one you could use for your eyeglasses. So what am I trying to say? Normalization has eliminated a whole bunch of choices. And then I've got this one here. I use it often. And here's, here's getting to be a, a man-sized screwdriver. Oh, I couldn't have said that. <laughs> How about a tape measure? Have you got the idea yet? How about you've seen one like this? This is kind of dates me, doesn't it? Oh, it gets bigger yet. Yes. But then here's the tape measure. It's for your purse. And a regular tape measure. Well, I shouldn't say regular tape measure because there isn't such a thing as a regular tape measure. But here's also a measure. It's got some other possibilities too. What am I trying to say with all these? I need distinction. I need more information so that if I'm sending you out for a screwdriver, I want to give you some direction as to what I am trying to screw in or un, un, apart, because that makes the difference between just some normalized words. So the word we want to look at is trust. So in the course of this weekend with this uh, Jim McNeish, it was like an answer came that I could not believe changed my life. This is going on 20 some odd years now, and maybe this is new to, uh, isn't new to you, but I tell you, it was as new and transform, transformational then as it still is today. First thing, how about if we took trust and added some distinctions to it? What if we said, are they capable? So capability trust. Can I? I, uh, I trust their ability to do something. Wow, that would be really helpful. Trust, no trust. A little bit tight there. How about capability trust? Can I trust them to do something? Next one, contractual, contractual trust. Can I make an agreement? Can there be a um, something drawn up? Something can be... 
Um, this is what I'm expecting, this is what you're expecting, blah, 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 blah. Wouldn't that be helpful? Number three, communicative trust. How about if we have a dialogue and we chat about what I'm expecting, so I trust what you're saying in the moment. Another level of trust. And the fourth one, relational trust. I trust that they are for me and not against me. It changed my life. All of a sudden, I was free. What was that uh, the verse that we read there? When I searched for love, the beloved answered within my heart, and all my fears flew away. That's exactly what I felt like. The way opened up for me to be able to love my church and for the church to love me because now I wasn't stuck with I trust you or I can't trust you. How many other words with a little bit of distinction would free us from these? Well, we all know the one about uh, I prayed for healing and it didn't happen. So God is fake or you don't have enough faith or you name it. Well, what happens if faith has some distinctions? And that there's no um, definitive as to, well, either you have faith or you don't. Or it's not big enough, or it's not broad enough, or you, you uh, add on to it. Well, all of a sudden, the, the opportunity gets really wide to experience God and what he has to offer us. The, my house, what was that, the phrase here? Um, Oh yeah, the words I speak become the house I live in. All of a sudden, I could live in this house. Revolutionized how things went from then on. So I trust that that little uh, lesson there is um, really, really goes deep for you. You say, well, how does it work? Well, can we all think of somebody who... They're in that I can't trust you category. Or is that foreign to you? <laughs> I trust them, I can't trust them. Well, if you could take a note of what you can't trust and then take these four distinctions and maybe give one, the number one, to I can, I can um, absolutely, this statement is true. They can do this. And then maybe on a scale from one to five, put five as I, I absolutely can't trust them. On each of those four levels, find out which is the lowest, find out which is the highest, and then begin to build trust and have dialogue at those um, lower numbers. And then as you move up in your relationship, as you move up in your ability to uh, um, have some dialogue and have some uh, relationship, you may never ever get to the top, you might say, fully trusting forever. But by beginning to build in kind of 
I trust that they're for me. How many of us can receive things from others, even if they come across really hard, if I know that they are for me? It just is kind of the way it is. But if I don't even know that they're for me, I can't receive anything from them. And so these are, I offer these things to you as uh, food for, uh, for your, your health and wholeness. Let's see how we're doing here. I have one minute. So what, how do we put this into practice? Well, I'm going to offer you something today that um, is really kind of out of the box. But I genuinely want every household to have one of these books. And here's the, here's the sales pitch. Try before you buy. If every household took a book, if it does not bring you joy in the first day or the second day, then bring it back. I'm, I'm, it's almost like, well, it is a money-back guarantee, but you don't even have to pay the money first. Uh, so I'm trusting you to, I've got 30 books. Well, there's some less now because some people have already bought them. If you want, it's completely up to you, if you want to try one of my, one of my wife's books, <laughs> take one. There's a, an email address on one of the tags, the tags or a sticker. Take one of those with you, send her an email, um, e-transfer, and we'll, we'll be good. So I'm, I'm, I'm exercising trust. <laughs> and uh, this, is, this is the payback. If you don't pay for it, it's coming out of my pocket to pay for my wife, to give to my wife. So that's just, uh, that's just on the sign. So I, I, I know it's a blessing. If you don't want to do it, you don't have to do it. It's just that my, my heart is so big for what uh, has happened in my wife's life that uh, I'd like to just see her get her socks blessed off. Um, anything else? So a story within a story within a story. Um, I want each of you to experience this expanding ability to, uh, to move through your life and through what God has given us. Uh, that word uh, curiosity continues to just resonate within me that uh, the more we're curious, the more options are open to us. The more we're closed, and uh, tight, um, we just lose the very best that God has for us. So I'm going to stop for there. Uh, amen. Thank you, Greg. And you can use that one. Thank you, Greg. May this week, and this week, may your life be filled with some fun surprises, a new sense of wonder a new understanding of trust, a deep contentment, and a new realization of the deep and expansive love of God. Okay? May you have a great week.